0: Hey fellow ServiceNow devotees, get ready to embark on a journey through the fascinating realm of ServiceNow with none other than the service docs themselves. I'm James Downs. And I'm
1: Rush here. Whether you're new to ServiceNow, pre Aspen veteran, or just a curious soul, we're here to bring you ServiceNow curiosities, exhilarating interviews, and don't forget the infamous A to Z game.
0: But mostly, it's about the random ramblings of two middle aged guys with a funny story or to tell, right?
1: Yeah, true. The ducks are ready, the mics are on, and we can't wait to have you join us. Let's dive in.
0: Welcome back. This is the second series, episode one, and we're delighted to welcome none, over, none other than the Nationals' finest, Jeremy Duncan. Welcome, hey. Jeremy.
2: Hey,
1: welcome hey thanks for having podcast.
0: me. Sorry, Jeremy. Sorry. You'll get used to it. I, I am. <laughs> I am
1: just going to call you out on that. That's the second take you've done on that. Well, thanks for that, mate. We're, we're that I'm not staying in. I'm editing this. Yep. <laughs> yep.
0: No worries. So, yeah, one thing you'll probably notice about us, Jeremy, is that we're incredibly you know, informal, and uh, we just got to go with the flow, shoot from the hip, and <laughs> we'll see what comes Informal?
1: Yet. Speak for yourselves. Well, yeah, true, right?
0: true. Someone's very dapper here. Someone's I think, really I think you working.
3: and I showed up informal, James. I don't know what happened. We didn't get Rusted the memo. We didn't get
0: the memo.
1: Do you know what it was? Shall I? Shall I be honest? Maybe right? he didn't get the memo. I, <laughs> you got the
0: memo?
1: I thought. I thought to myself, and this was—I got to admit—it's a—it it's was a last-minute thought. But I thought I'm going to be in the presence of two CMAs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. And you just thought we would dress up, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I thought I'd make an impression.
0: Fair enough.
1: I cool. hope it worked, and and it was good comedy value. So anyway, it'll come yes. off in a minute.
0: Yeah, sorry, but you know, thank you for for joining us, uh, Jeremy. I think we met uh, virtually back in 2021. I think it was. Uh, I was on the EMEA 2021 cohort for the uh, the CMA program. I think you were presenting in the design thinking uh, session. I think it was, mm-hmm. um, and obviously enjoyed the the session that you delivered to us then. And I think I've seen. You know your passion for service now, and I think that's why I suggested you as one of the really good candidates for us to to get on board onto the on to interviewing and the podcast because um yeah, always like your insights and things like that that you've come up with so uh yeah thanks for thanks for joining us
3: absolutely thanks thanks for having me James
0: and Russ thank, thank you. you um so I guess where we kind of want to start is basically just getting to know you. So you know those who haven't been on the CMA course, or you know those who haven't connected with you on LinkedIn or seen your face um, uh, before. Are you able to kind of give a little little intro? Your current role, what you do? I think the, the
1: I, I'm going to I'm going to steal that. Sorry, Jeremy, I'm, I'm going to steal it because I've got something more important that I want to ask. Oh, <laughs> this is something right. So I watched, I saw an interview um, that you did. Oh. When was it? Going back last year. Might have been in October. Um, And I can see them now. I have to ask, for anyone that's not listening, you have what looked like one, two, three, is the four lightsabers on the back there?
3: Absolutely.
1: (laughs) They are very cool. Disney knows how to take people's money. (laughs) Are those? Right. (laughs) This this is brilliant. So I went to to Disney for the first time ever in February, Mm. February this year. It's my first ever trip to America, and we went to Disney. Mhm Disney World Disney World there is a The thing. one in Florida. Yeah. Okay, one? Disney World, okay. Yep. So we went there. Are those yeah. um are those from the Star Wars make your own lightsaber thing? It is. It's from savvy's
3: workshop. So there we you go into the heart of I think Tatooine is the that's it? city that's represented there maybe. Um and you go to savvy's workshop and they walk you through you're really paying for the the experience right it's like you're walking yeah. into that world um there are all kinds of different lightsaber vendors out oh, there yes uh yeah. but yeah those those so my uh, i took my little boy my little girl and then i of course i had to do one um oh you so have yeah. to yeah <laughs> so that's just a collection of
1: all the families hanging on the wall there so. very cool i mean i i I went into the workshop and I, and and then I think it was Disney Springs outside that they, they they sell them at the shop there as well. Um not advertising Disney here at all but they do. Um and it was just full of full of grown men of a certain age just standing in a queue waiting to hold one. Super excited. <laughs> yeah, they're heavy. They're I mean they're they they feel real. So
3: of course then what do I what did I do like most adult men do they go home and Google can I make a real lightsaber? And I would encourage everyone to Google "Can I make a real lightsaber?" Because you really can. It's interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. the the methods that you can use to create. Now it's dangerous, so try at your own risk. I'm not suggesting anyone hurt themselves <laughs> or anyone else, but um, it's very cool uh, the things that people have done.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think I saw that on um, Hacksmith YouTube channel. Hacksmith they made a, yeah. um, a very a, a lightsaber with a pack. It wasn't quite yeah. as cool, but it was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad we got that, that out of the way. Otherwise, I would be yeah. looking at you're them the whole time. To ask that as soon as we
0: started, Same. I do <laughs>
1: <know, laughs> contain Disney. himself. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Back on track. Yeah. Sorry, um, Jeremy. I, you're not going to need to ask the question again. But yeah, James is going to have to ask just, the question <laughs> again. I've already forgotten. So. And me. <laughs> <laughs> Who but, are before, you? but before we kind of. Um, leap into that i just just want to say that that, that we're going to take you i don't know whether james has told you but towards the end we're going to go through um the alphabet games where i kind of make up the rules as we go along so there's no structure to that either
3: uh,
1: um and i think james has got a, 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 a we're going to try and uh, swing in a silly question at the end um i'm not even sure what you're going with but i left you to decide that james so we'll see what happens it is work related Jeremy, don't worry, it won't be okay. I, I was going to say I probably need to go look at my notes here and be ready <laughs> for that. <laughs> That's okay. I like bringing it. Let's see what kind we, of answer we you get. we we yeah. we do marvelous edits as well. Don't worry, James. Sorry, I digress. Over to you again. Oh, thank you. Um,
0: <laughs> back to the real <laughs> stuff. So, All no, right. it was because obviously we've met before, Jeremy. Um yeah. This is a chance for you to kind of introduce yourself to to the docs audience. Um, who are you? <laughs> What's your journey been like so far in uh, the ServiceNow world? I believe you've been a, a customer, a partner, and you work for ServiceNow. Um yeah. so the kind of holy grail. Um so yeah, we just want to understand a bit more about your about your background and uh, your current role today, uh, if possible. Yeah.
3: Sure. James, thank you and Russ, thank you for the comedic intro. It's great. Like this is the <laughs> this is the type of uh interview you really wanna have, right? It's just kind of uh, folks just sharing life and and comedy and and having some laughs together yeah. um so i'm jeremy duncan uh my title here at service now is i'm a platform architect on our workflow design studio team i am uh, wearing a digital technology billboard because um just a shout out to all of our dt folks this is a an homage to our engineers that work here at ServiceNow that 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 are behind the scenes making our product what what you see today. They're enhancing it, um, so kudos to them. But um, I was never smart enough to make the digital technology team, but uh, so I landed here. No. <laughs> uh, so I, I do work on our workflow design studio team. And, and James, you mentioned um, you know going through some design thinking. Um, learnings. And and I'll touch on that a little later if we get to that um, in my day-to-day. But if I rewind back to where I started 12 years ago, it was really just a a blessing of of a conversation that I got to have with my boss at the time. I was your typical sysadmin, computer geek, fresh out of high school. I graduated in 2002, so that'll tell you how old I am. Um, Haven't hit 40 yet, but I'm getting closer. Uh, graduated in 2002 you know personal computing was you know afford starting to get affordable everybody had one and so everybody needed help so I had I got to be the computer geek well that turned into a passion for um, server technology getting more into enterprise things so I was yep. afforded an opportunity to go work at Dell. Um, and then I landed at a place called Lifeway in Nashville, Lifeway Christian Resources. And I sat down with my boss and I said, man, I've done this, I've done that, I've done all these other things. And, you know, I, I'm tired of being a utilitarian. I kind of want to be an ace in the hole. And he's any he, and Jim Garrett was his name, my boss. We still chat today. We'll still have coffee. Um, and I just thank him for recognizing and encouraging me back then to continue to be a utilitarian because it enabled me to have the visibility in the organization to where I could then go do the next task that he had for me to do, mm-hmm. which was, he said, Hey, we went to a Gartner conference and we bought this thing called ServiceNow, and this is Mind you 12 years ago. Right. So, um, pre Aspen, so pre Aspen,
0: yeah, isn't it? Yeah.
3: Yeah. It about is, yeah. Uh, twenty eleven. <clears throat> <throat> yeah. And so we went live, um, on Aspen, but we, we started in the, in a uh, pre Aspen. Uh, in our build cycle. And so he said, Jeremy, you know, you." he, he kind of he reversed the cards on me. He goes, okay, you want to be an ace in the hole? I think you'd be great at this. Would you be willing to take this on? And I said, absolutely, sure. So lesson number one, just I learned from looking back fondly on that is always say yes. And I was always, yeah. always the yes guy, like not a yes man, but I was always mm-hmm. a, a rise to any challenge. If you put in front of me, sure, I would love to do that. So
1: Absolutely. Yeah,
3: that's a yes. I'll never forget. So fast forward. Right. So I spent time in uh, in the customer space. Uh, I did implementations at several customers that I worked for um, just purely out of the passion for the product. I would bring it up and we would RFP and ServiceNow would win. And it was like, yay, I have experience. Let's keep going. And and, and so we kept it going. And then I was asked to join a, a partner. Spent a few years there, spent a lot of time in the federal landscape. So did a lot of work for our federal customers, which gave me insight and knowledge and many challenges, technical challenges. And then that led into joining ServiceNow. Um, So now I'm focused mostly on pre-sales architecture. Um, So I get to go sit with our customers, Mm -hmm. listen to their unique challenges and um, come up with unique solutions for their challenges, just to keep it simple.
0: So one thing I kind of missed in that kind of journey is that um, I know Russ has certainly been there, being a customer as well, mm-hmm. as well as working for a partner, mm-hmm. um, and now doing consulting. Um, do you feel that because you've had the experiences of being a customer, you've been able to see the different landscapes from different perspectives, so you can see it from you know from their eyes, um, so that makes it easier for you when you're working with customers today. Um, that you can appreciate their point of view and that sort of thing. Because that, I think my journey has been pure partner and that's it. <laughs> so Absolutely. It
3: but, to, uh, but don't I'm discount sure. your journey in the partner ecosystem because uh, you take on the persona of being the advocate and and um, um, trusted partner for that customer. So you are essentially the customer. <clears throat> that's one thing I'll never forget about being in the partner yeah. landscape is I had. <laughs> I was you know a part of dozens of customer implementations therefore I felt their pains however I will say that when you are at a customer site you get to not only own the vision and or be a part of the vision and the planning that's happening at that customer in that customer ecosystem but you have to live it So everything that you Mm -hmm. suggest and implement and, and, and is on your shoulders in that organization, it's your baby and you're not leaving. You don't go bounce to the next problem and learn on the next one. It's like you're here. And so I feel like there's a really good circular motion that can happen in one's career, especially in service now where you do take time, maybe even going back to a customer, right? Yeah you've done the consulting thing for a while. You've learned a lot. Now it's time to maybe slow back down and focus on one implementation and focus on getting that perfect and getting that right. I say perfect. I mean that very loosely focus on getting that right, learning along the way, and then move back in. I feel like to keep your pencil sharpened, you have to get on a level And, and, and start learning what some of those challenges are. And you can't do that when you're moving swiftly through, you know, one implementation after another, I think there are great phases of one's career and they're, they're most effective in that time. Um, so back to your question, Mm -hmm. I think spending time as a customer is vital to being successful as a, as a master architect or technical architect.
0: Yeah. So does it it frustrate you in a way now because you're almost kind of dipping into these different customers and, you know, helping them where possible, but then because of that, you're not seeing the journey afterwards. You're not seeing the operational benefits. It may well be that you follow back up with them and say, hey, look what we've been able to achieve. Do you still do that kind of retrospective sort of stuff now? um, Or do you tend to kind of, you know, dip in and dip out as architects tend to do?
3: I do. So fortunately, I work on a team who is very... Laser focused on the customer success, and I don't mean that to sound cheesy. Here's what I mean by that: once we go in and ideate on a solution to a challenge, or challenge solutions to challenges, we come out the other side. It's not always textbook where it's like, "Hey, we showed them, they bought it, they implemented it, and they're happy." That journey could be three to five years for some customers, depending on how big that is. So. I've learned to just kind of let that you know go. If you do it long enough, you start to see the trickle effect. So you'll get—I'll I'll get pings from our solution consultants and our or our account executives and say, "Hey, so and so customer, I, this just happened two days ago. We worked on um, uh, a foster agents foster care for children idea for uh, a particular customer." And their account team reached out to me and said, Hey, just want to let you know, this is happening. And this was two years ago. And so if you do enough, if you stack enough work, then you start to kind of get, you stick around long enough, you get to see the successes. You get the the pings, you get the emails and say, Hey, I saw this in the news. Was that you guys? I mean, I remember working on that. So longevity will, will create those moments for you. If you're kind of hopping around and you're jumping, you may never get to see it. And so for me personally though, James, and that's a great question, like our team, again, the the design studio, we focus on that follow-up. We actually have activities that we do as a part of an engagement to follow up with our customers, which would be the account team that has the relationship with the customer. Um, and sometimes directly to the customer, but we'll follow up six months, a year down the road, and say, "Hey, we miss y'all. We were really glad to be a part. How are things going? Is there anything we can do to answer your question?" So, uh, yeah. so there's always the opportunity. And yes, I I think if if I were to go, for, I'm fortunate in that area that we focus on that. But if I were to, um be quickly moving through things and never get to see the, the outcome. I think it would be, it would be a downer, you know, and there yeah. was a stage in my career where I did do that. So.
0: So we see, we see that you, you do a lot of like on the humanitarian front as well. I've seen a few of your posts on LinkedIn um, around welcome.us. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen you got the, the human impact award as well, <laughs> which you're glad um, <laughs> to receive. Um obviously, this is something that we, we heard a lot about in the the recent knowledge um, as well. It seems to be mm-hmm. picking up quite a bit, servicenow.org, I believe. Correct. Um, yeah. Are you able to kind of speak to that kind of space and what, what you're kind of involved in there? That would be
3: cool. Sure. Yeah. So Vanessa Smith has taken over our servicenow.org initiative. She has a huge heart um, for things like welcome.us, right? humanitarian, folks that are not focused on profit as much as they are helping others. And and to see ServiceNow dedicate an entire branch or arm of the business to go after um, helping organizations like Welcome, it's, it's huge. And the thing is, I got to be a part of Welcome mm. before the inception. If you look at the timeline, Welcome came before servicenow.org. And I say that, I call that out because there's some importance there. In anything in life, I always like to say, show me the proof, like when I'm uh, not to bring politics in, but if I'm voting for someone, I don't want to vote based on what you tell me you're going to do. I want to vote based on what I've seen you do. And so yep. this is a prime example of ServiceNow stepped up and said, welcome. And, and to our customer that was uh, helping uh, welcome through this journey, we said, what do you need? We've got professional services hours we can donate. We've got this workflow design studio team that can help you uh, speed this process up and and imagine what a future state can look like. Well, how can we help? And so ServiceNow stepped up and did that. Well, then you fast forward a year and now.org is in is is out there. Uh it's it's available for folks to take part of. So to me, that's ServiceNow has has put their Money where their mouth is, and said, "Hey, we're going to step up and have an organization that's focused on things like what Welcome's doing." So, Welcome is another example, James. It's not because of how great I am, or, or you know, there's nothing that's me. It's all about the willingness for people to say yes and to step up in a time of need. So when I got the phone call to mm-hmm. uh, solve, I didn't know the customer. I didn't know the challenge. I didn't know anything. The the SC that a good friend of mine, Mike Buckner, who called me and said, Well, he's an architect now, but at the time he was the SC on the account. But he said, Jeremy, we got an opportunity to to work on something very fast paced. So he had me there. I'm like, Okay, cool. I'm applying yeah. by the seat of my fast paced. I don't
0: in. want to plan. <laughs>
3: I want to Figured yeah. out as we go. Yes. Yeah. Very
0: intimate.
3: Yeah. And then he said, very, very high impact on the human, the humanitarian side. And I said, okay, like, again, you had me at fast pace, but let's go. So that's another yes that I can put down in the history books that says like, it's just being there and being willing, a willing body in a time of need that look at, look at the impact that it's made. And I'm grateful. Like I'm one piece of a, a bigger group of of folks and that I I couldn't name them all right now because it wouldn't be fair to the others that were involved. But my team in particular on the design studio, we had some amazing talent step up and say, we're here, let's all do this together. And so we banded together and, and you would think that it was an army that built this. So, so we were able to go live with welcome connect in Mm -hmm. roughly six weeks. The, the target was four, um, We just we wanted to make sure it was super secure. Some yeah. you know some things, some checks and balances in place. And we said okay. So it so it took six. It wasn't an army of people. We're talking maybe a dozen it, at most, and that included designers and and uh, we had a couple of uh, key uh, architects and then a few developers that were just really heads down focused. I mean, it doesn't take an army to build things on our platform. So uh, there's that too. So it's not just. It's not just people saying yes. It's not just a skilled resources that are available to 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 rise up to a challenge, but it's also having a platform. And and I'll say, guys, this is the only reason I'm here, where I'm at today. Twelve years later, I'm wearing the brand. I'm sporting it. I mean, it's everywhere. People yeah. joke about how much. I mean, I literally, I got swag everywhere anytime i get oh
0: don't talk about swag oh, no i've got a question
3: about swag in a bit and, and i and i expect something service ducks i'm just saying i gotta um, <laughs> do,
1: you, so, do you know what do you, yeah. do you know what i got i i got a couple of questions off, off the back of what you're talking about there um yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, sure. however yeah i saw was it last week or the week before on linkedin someone posted um a picture of a service now a stein a beer glass uh-huh and that was the best swag I've ever seen. I was like, I want one of those. It was I've a proper, never seen that. Yeah, it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. We yeah. have toyed with the ideas of having branded ducks and sending the ducks out, so you may get one. I tell may. you, I <laughs>
3: tell you, when I saw the service ducks, I don't want to get away too far away from my thought, but when mm-hmm. I saw the service, I thought Jeep fans everywhere. Since we're naming all kinds of brands, let's just go ahead and get in all the trouble. Um, <laughs> just do Je- it. <laughs> you know, Jeep fans, that's their thing. Like, if, if you've ever seen a Jeep Wrangler drive down the road, they have little ducks, little rubber duckies in their windshield. All right.
1: And ah, so they trade name.
3: them. They're like coins. They're like challenge coins. And people will, if your doors are off of your Jeep, they'll come and place a duck on your dash. <laughs> So like you have a whole audience out there of nerdy G no, We need
0: to get them in. We tend yeah, to alienate but, our audiences, but that's yeah, we need to get people
3: on board. But anyways, to round out to round out that thought real quick, yeah. um it it's it's because of our platform. It's because of how much easier it's gotten to build on where we're enabling citizen developers who have fantastic ideas to go build. They're enabled now. They're empowered. And so we're going to see, you know, I heard Bill McDermott say, we want, I want to see a billion apps created. And I don't think that's too lofty of a goal, because if you look at the number of customers we have, the number of passionate folks that we have in the ecosystem that can actually build. I mean, the sky's the limit. What are we going to solve? Right. And then you add artificial intelligence in there. And yes, I said it, AI Generative AI, <laughs> all that stuff, you, you add know, that, in, that, it's gonna get crazy. It's gonna get crazy. Is coming?
1: So, yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> um, just, just on the humanitarian uh, projects, there. So, I know yes. in the UK, there are um, um I'm a uh, freelancer contractor, so I, I've worked for a couple of partners, um, in the re- mm-hmm. recent um years, and there are partners out there that, that do those projects with ServiceNow. However, mm-hmm. as, a, as an independent, I don't tend to um, get as included in that because obviously I'm not working direct for that partner. If you, does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So how as um, you know, I know quite a few contractors out there um, and I certainly know um, a number of them would like to get involved. So how, how would we get involved as independents? Is that something we can do or is it just a closed door we can't or? That's a, that is a fantastic
3: question. And that's not one that I know the answer to. Um, it's no secret that Vanessa Smith runs the .org program. Okay. Uh, I would say making yourself known um, and saying, hey, I'm here to help. Um, and, yep. and really, um, if you're supporting partners already, maybe even going that angle. Um, I don't know of an official channel, but I could just make suggestions that are logical suggestions about yeah, yeah, yeah. attaching yourself to to those that are hearing about those things. And and then again, um, maybe connecting at that level and, and having a relationship there.
1: The the name's enough. Yeah. (laughs) That's good enough for me. I'll I'll follow that up. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Cool. Fantastic. What we just wanted to do is just kind of finish off this kind of little segment around, um, just understanding yourself, just by Mm -hmm. understanding. So what do you do outside of service now? Um, you know, hobbies, um, I've seen he plays with seen, lightsabers. Told you, yeah,
1: lightsabers, That's it. Lightsaber. Um, yeah, the,
0: yeah. the camera,
3: the camera cut off some things, but there's a I oh, yeah. play oh, guitar. We go. Yeah, play guitar. Um, yeah, so so hobbies and stuff like what what I do in my free time. It, it's kind of changed. Um, you know, when I was when we had our first, we have three children. Uh, the oldest is 11 now, and when she was born, I was just finishing up um, my field training, uh, for being a, a police officer. So I was at, uh, still a computer guy, but I always when I was little, I, I, I said, Hey, I either want to do be a police officer or I want to go, uh, you know, mess with computers and do that. And the older I got, I had more people telling me not to do law enforcement just because of the challenge. It's just, it's it's a, I could get into many stories but there it's hard on your family you spend a lot Mm -hmm. of time away from home it's it's like it's almost like signing up to be a traveling salesman you're gone a lot it's stressful you know there are a lot lot a lot of risks involved and so so i made the decision to go with computers because i was just so passionate about it anyways i was like it makes sense but as i got older I, i had an opportunity to volunteer for our city the city that i lived in hendersonville for their municipality and and they had a reserve program. And so I went through it, did over 400 hours of on road, on the road training, 80 hours of classroom training, uh, and then graduated actually the night that my daughter, the next day that my daughter was born that previous night, I had been riding along and in uniform and got my last checkoff, off to be yeah. released from field training. And I'll never forget. I got the email about being released from training that day that, that she was born. And that was really cool mm-hmm. because that sealed the next chapter for me. So yeah. on the nights and weekends, um, after, you know, our baby was old enough and it, and I wasn't going to get, you know, Shot daggers at with my wife's eyes every time I walked in <laughs> well, it was okay uh I then went went and spent you know some nights and weekends out on the road, so I got to serve my community and and uh and be a a fully certified police officer so in our city, you couldn't tell a reserve officer from a full time officer we all kind of did yeah. the same thing. we drove cars and took people to jail and worked crashes and you know did all mm. that so it was fun. Like it was a good way for me to give back to my community, as well as like check a box for me. Like things that I that that make me tick, uh, and it also did a lot for my personality. It helped me be more decisive. It helped me make decisions uh, differently. It, it just changed me. It just changed who I am. So I did that for ten years as a hobby. Um, it was a hobby. I, <laughs> uh, Yeah, it, and that's what it was. It was a hobby and a and a and really a. a a community impact effort for me. But, um, then, then camping, like camping has always been our thing. We camped before we had kids and we said, Mm -hmm. Hey, if, if we have, if, and when we have kids, we're going to keep camping. And we did. So we were taking little babies out camping in the great outdoors and, and have consistently done that. So, so that's what we do now. It's shifted. So I no longer do law enforcement work. I did that for a decade. Um, and now uh, I focus on making sure my kids are doing their recreational sports. My son plays travel baseball now. That's brand new, so we're gonna see what. this So check back with me in about six months, and I'll tell you uh, what I he think
1: plays, about that. But plays um, travel. Can become oh. A oh, um, oh, love did it! Did you have yeah. that? Yeah. Did you I'm have that ready. ready to go? I did. I like it when I prepare it. it took them long enough, but they finally did it. Yeah. <laughs> what's um? What's what's just on that? When you said, did you say travel baseball? uh-huh what's what's travel based am i is it just me
3: Must it, be. It, so <laughs> there's me? the concept of recreational baseball where it's the city right the city parks department has yeah. a season and then they have all these teams and they get all the dads to coach the teams and it's a you know, it's like herding cats. They're like, okay, this dad said he'll be a head coach, and then, and then we got all these kids that are on the teams, and and then he finally, so it, and it's a free for all. Like, who knows what the teams are going to be made up of? It's great for getting kids introduced to baseball, and even to get some of that fundamental stuff down. Well, this yep. will be my son's fourth season. He's nine. We started him when he was six. This will be his fourth season in baseball, fall spring combo, and he's, he's excelled to the point where we really want him to get that next level of challenge. And and here in the States, at least in the South, the best way to do that is play on a travel team. So what we do is we build a team that will travel locally and play tournaments against other travel. Ah, Okay. Yep. Yeah. And so we'll play the same number of games, roughly um but we will travel like we'll we'll you know regional just here right. within it within 45 minutes we'll we'll all play so same, same
1: rules and everything same amount of players and oh, oh god i'm gonna Absolutely. sound awful to anyone that's in the u.s listening no to the rules
3: they definitely have more st- stringent rules as far as like protecting a pitcher's arm and stuff like that but in general the game doesn't change it's still nine players on the field and all that so
0: right what i'm going to do i'm just going to move this uh on a touch to our main topic sure. of the uh the podcast are we not there yet no we're not there yet i told you <laughs> to <what happened. laughs> it's all thirty right? minutes in well, and we're not even close to the, topic yeah. of the podcast um yeah so uh, cma we're both cmas yeah um I think uh, obviously it's been quite a big part of my life going through that CMA it was such a um it was such a good experience for me to go on it and as part of the, a partner being back to go on it as well um and I think what we kind of want to get out of this kind of discussion about CMA is you know just understanding its value um well understanding what it is to begin with for those who are completely new or is living under a rock um yeah. you know What value would it be to somebody who is starting out afresh in service now? Is that something they should aspire to? Um, What's the difference between CMA and CTA? Um, What would suit different kind of personas? Um, So I guess we'll just start generally with for those who are not aware. um, CMA, what is it? um, Where does it come from? Why is it there? (laughs) Yeah,
3: so... Lots of different answers, but I, I'll start with a shout out to our taco, our, our training team, Lucy Lachlan, um, who, who handles things here in the Americas. And then I think at the time, maybe in 2021, um, you work with Julian yeah, um, quite a bit. We, we have some, I call them OGs, some, some folks that have been around the ecosystem for a long time that are passionate about training individuals on being... Um, trusted partners for our customers. We're a software sales company. Um, we do all kinds of things. We offer services and things like that too. But at our core, you know, this team here, digital technology, our engineers and th- they're all building things that our customers want. Well, mm-hmm. in order to, for our customers to first of all, understand what we have as offerings and then ultimately understand how to put those into play into their ecosystem. They need educated individuals, right? This isn't like um, saying one plus one equals two, you know, Hey, let's, let's apply common math and we can get this thing done. It's, Hey, there's this platform called service. Now, what do you do? Oh, I heard you're an it ticketing system. So the certified master architect and the certified Technical architect paths are curated to make sure that we have individuals that are that are proven to be technical trusted advisors for our customers. <clears throat> and so you take the Julians, the Lucy's of mm-hmm. the world who are passionate about that, who have experience in this ecosystem, and say, We want to put we want to have this program that that builds on that. Right. Uh, by the way, there are many other names involved, but those are the two that I I, yeah. I personally deal with on a on a weekly basis. Um, they want to make sure that there's a framework put around. OK, so how do we define that? So I oftentimes I teach a course in the CMA um, for for every cohort that goes through, whether it's Americas, EMEA, APJ, all of our regions. I'll do one every every time we have a, a, a new cohort. And what I teach on are architectural considerations for success. And I start this off, this this whole um, session, two hour session off. What is a ServiceNow architect? And it's someone who's experienced. They've got they've you got you have to have experience, okay? Um, you and I, and James, we talk about you know we've come from either customer plus partner. Yeah. ecosystem or one or the other, but the reality is you have experience. In my opinion, you're not a certified master architect and only have a year of experience on the platform. It mm-hmm. just doesn't fit. It doesn't fit. Yep. I can't say that you have the experience that I would trust to put in front of a customer that's trying to make a multimillion dollar decision and plan out their implementation for the next two years. It's going to be, you're, you're going to have someone learning on their dime, we all have to learn, but there's a place for that. There's a place yep. for folks to learn. So, master architect is someone who is truly seasoned, who has multiple years in multiple disciplines. Right? Not just, hey, I'm the the best programmer on the planet. Um, I know you know 20 languages. Um, I can build a, a mean website or a mean full stack application. That's not what it uh, what a master architect is. It's one that understands our product suites that again has shown mastery in multiple areas. Um, our requirement is that you pick three, right? Mm-hmm. It could be HR, it could be um, ITSM, it could be whatever, right? You pick a yeah. list. It could be the risk in the risk space, but we want you to have three so that we show that you have some some uh, width, old old. you know, instead of just depth. So breadth instead of just depth. Um, mm-hmm. So... And it's also someone, uh, you know, a master architect, I feel like is, is curated as, as someone who, um, um, has the skills, has the education, but also is able to listen and translate, um, often encourage our CMAs and say, look, I, I, if you're the best developer on the planet, that's cool. That checks a box, but if you can't communicate and build a level of trust with our customer, then let's go to let's look at toastmasters let's look at ways to get you able to articulate your thoughts right because nine times out of ten, I find that your real true programming developer types um they don't communicate well because they're logic they're thinking in so many different uh i like to think of it like a spider web they're jumping across so many different parts of that web that that it's hard to just focus on that one conversation right and it's yeah. it's just a it's just the w- the way you're made up it's not there's nothing wrong hmm. so in order to fix that you have to tune in on that skill right much like if i wanted to be the best uh programmer on the planet i would need to go take a bunch of courses and and be brushed up on that right so it's what it what is your skill set what do you lean towards so um, there's often, oftentimes even, I know that wasn't the question, but I also get asked like the difference between CMA and CTA, right? <clears throat> that is a good question. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. Master, sorry. I, I've just shifted gears. I'm asking the no, question. No, it's good. To do whatever you like. <laughs> so, so, Go the, for it. so the difference, and, and just in short, if I can do this, um, is your master architect sits at that solution level. You're, you, are you are gaining the trust with the customer as their trusted advisor. You're making decisions. You're not just in the technical minutia. You're also in the strategy level. Cause we teach this, right? We teach, where do you fit in? You're, you're not only just um, technical, but you're, you're thinking about the portfolio with them. You're thinking about the strategy. What does this look like? Do you have a governance in place? That's a master architect. You're thinking about, and to a develop, like a hardcore developer, they're like, Wake me up when you guys are done talking about that, so that I can. Go <laughs> problem. And so we have the technical architect designation that fits you more uh, in, in alignment with that 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 development team that's going to be figuring out those things. Hey, do we have to go write 700 lines of code in a script include and do all this stuff, or can we do like 10 different flows and do some scripted actions mm-hmm. and and solve for the same thing so that it's so that a business user could go use it. Those are the kind of things that a technical architect are thinking about, not about what's the next five years look like on the platform, right? So in short, that's the difference between the two. So if you're on the fence and you're thinking about where you want to go and and who's to say you can't do both. It's just what do you want to really invest your time um, focusing on? So that
1: that, I'm glad you said that because that was appropriate for for, for me anyway, because I I don't hold either. Um, Being a a dirty contractor, um, (laughs) I'm out on my own. but i've been i've been thinking which is is the correct route for me and i think um james and i we we've discussed this haven't we and and i'm more technical focused that's where that's what excites me um to think that's where i where i'm heading um the the one question that 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 i had around that is would you see that both avenues so cta and cma are more more technical focus. What 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 would you? I guess if a BA or a BPC, could they still go for CMA? Is there any anything for them to to aspire to?
3: I think if you're a business process consultant and you've proven, see that's hard I, because I look at someone who truly likes focusing on um, taking customer requirements and articulating mm-hmm. those into. Um, and then imp- an implementation. I look at them as a a part of that process, much like I do um, a junior developer <clears throat> who's yep. trying to learn more. So if I were to like funnel a path, maybe a business process consultant, if they want to get more technical, because you still have yep. to be technical on the CMA side too. It's, right. the, okay. it's, it's not a non-technical path. It's just less technical than the CTA, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and here, and, and I'll give an example because you have to make suggestions at the strategic level that fit into maybe a three-year five-year roadmap that are based on the fact that you know that it's going to take this amount of time to do this because you've done it before yourself. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's not, yeah. it's not a wag. It's not, you're just not guessing even scientific, it's not even a SWAT. It's, it's a, it's more than that because when you have done implementations, I'm talking logged into the, cause I know plenty of business process consultants, Russ, that have never logged into an instance. Okay. Wow. <laughs> they just know how to, they know how to take a customer's requirements, put that into a story format, and yep. then they and then they could, couldn't care less about how to spell service now or how to log into an instance. They just know that someone is going to. I'm exaggerating that a little bit. They're usually <laughs> they're usually gathering their requirements. They well, we can't spell instance. it. <laughs> but my point, they can. They better be able to spell. Um, but. But my point is, is they may not even care because I know, like I said, I know plenty of BPCs that wouldn't care to be be even be considered a CMA. But if you were to say, look, hey, you're ambitious. You started gathering requirements and now you want to elevate to this because to be quite frank with you, when I started 12 years ago, I was that. I was the BPC, the junior developer, the pretend architect, because we didn't have one like I had to come up to speed really quick so I spent 6 months straddling all those wearing all those hats yeah so you will rise up out of that but some people just want to focus on business requirements yeah. so but so so I would lean them more left towards CMA before I would say technical but that's just it's really hard to guess at that so
0: so I guess my question is what what has it done for you what what have you because you you did a cma course as well one of the probably one of the first ones was it that you were on the first or second was not in or? the
3: first i believe maybe i was the second america's second, cohort year. maybe so I, well
0: you, obviously yeah. things have probably come on since then a little bit in terms of you know the maturity of the the, the program as well but no doubt some of the same principles are absolutely in there um, I know I personally use a lot of what I've I've learned from that. A lot of the what you've mentioned already around the communication techniques, the kind of soft skills rather than the actual technical stuff, and other things that you learn about the core products. It's the other stuff: how to deal with customers, how to deal with um, C-suite level um, people, and how to present to them that sort of thing. That's what I got most from it. What, from your perspective, did you get most from it, or what did you change in your day-to-day sort of uh, activities? because of the CMA course.
3: Honestly, I didn't go into the CMA course hoping to learn how to be an architect. Mm. I was an architect. What I went into the course to learn was how do I apply the framework that we need for our customers to what I do in a day-to-day basis, day a daily basis. If I'm seeking the certified master architect or technical architect, uh, courses or, or, or designation to teach me how to be that I'm not in the right place. <laughs> um, I'm there because I want to make sure that I'm aligning to what service now is it needs for our customer. So we teach now value framework as a part of that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Create is a big part of that. I've been doing create since, It was just, here's the partner portal and and here's some guides to help you along the way. Here's some uh, sample um, templates for story writing for IT service management. Here's some general incident stories that you can start with. Like I was doing it back then. Now we have a defined framework, but you know what? I didn't know what that definition was or what to call it until I went through and I go, oh, is that what we're calling it these days? Oh, it's create. So now... Now I'm building this this story around um, my knowledge. And then I'm proving that, hey, I am a certified master architect. I've got this. I know, hey, I now align to, I, and, it, and it's like we're off the tip of my tongue, our now value framework, we envision, we create, we validate, and we champion with the customer. Like I get it. Like it's ingrained in my head now. And now it's the same thing that James, you're saying. And so then what we do is we build credibility in the ecosystem. Now our customers go, oh, yeah, yeah that's what Jeremy was saying. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, I feel good about this. It's not like the Wild West. It's like, well, James did it this way. Well, okay. It sometimes yeah. is the Wild West. Let's be honest. But I think our goal is let's educate an, enough people and let's all let's all build upon this framework and let's go into yeah. our customers together as a united front and teach them about organizational change management. Let's teach them about strategy and having a governing body over their implementation. Because they're spending millions of dollars sometimes to yeah. change their business, they need advisors like us. And so, anyways, I went into the yeah. program looking for how can I help be a part of this bigger picture rather than oh, teach me how to be an architect
1: because I yeah. don't yeah, know. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel severely inadequate now with you two. <laughs> I don't oh, know what no. to do I'm <laughs> <laughs> <No>. convinced <laughs> I'm convinced No, it, 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 for me personally on a, on a, on a personal level um, it, it's something that I've been, been thinking about for, for quite some time and um, I know James and I like I said we've, we've discussed it in terms of which route kind of suits me um, and I don't know now after talking to you about that because you, you, you've yeah. made me excited about the CMA a bit annoyed by that really Um, i
3: i you know we we want to make sure that that people i i really would hate for someone to get involved in in such a an investment of time and energy uh and a little money too um to get involved in it and you go oh man like uh, you know so so maybe 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 this conversation can help others too um and, it, and and i'll just put this out there for anybody in the service deck ducks community like if you i said service desk that takes me back wow that's, I, I haven't had that we've all been uh, there no, we've all been, been there there, <laughs> there are um, people but anybody in the community that's um that's questioning like um like even i'll tell you i'm I just had a conversation with one of our leaders in the, in the next gen space. I'm real passionate. She learned about my passion the other day and Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry, you know who you are if you're watching this. Um, but I just, I, I just, I feel for those who are going into, um, our, you know, rise up and next gen uh, programs with no knowledge of IT, with no knowledge of enterprise service management, with no knowledge of this and trying to put the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. But, but there's one thing I'm confident in is that, and I've done this locally, I've done this with my own cohort of people where I've sat them in a room and I said, all right, we've got service now. It's this thing over here. It's nebulous to you. You're learning about it. It's this uh, cloud platform. Okay. That's what you hear. But here's what it is to, uh, here's what it is to you from my point of view. So I have one girl uh kudos Sarah to Sarah Troop. She just got her um, sysadmin certification and um she's a go-getter. Like she's got a degree and and but but she's she's been like in a non-technical career and she really wants to make the switch. And she said I want to learn this and she's been like heads down learning it. And I said I want you to think about the platform as a way to Build an application full stack that can solve for your needs. What is it that Sarah wants to do? So she cleans houses as a side hustle.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: She said, I would like to be able to manage the houses that I clean and the people who clean it. And do they owe me money? How do I present what they need? What I need to charge them? How can I calculate that on the fly? Some of the things I said, hey, you could go get a, square doc, a Squarespace.com website and do some of this stuff. But but there are some of these other things that are, require some back-end processing. So here's how I'm going to simplify ServiceNow for you. ServiceNow is the one-stop shop that you could build the front-end and the back-end and everything in between all at one.com yep. without having to go to this application, mm-hmm. that application, without having to get experience in SQL, without having to understand yep. you know, data. Scrub all that. You could build this app right here. And then I'm going to, so mm-hmm. then I proceeded to you know, said, okay, so here's how we're going to learn how to build that application. Those are the moments that you get, that you got to slow down and have with, with folks that are just brand new and don't understand yeah, absolutely. it. And that's why I, yeah. I feel for them because they don't get it. Like they, they yeah. see it pitched to so many different things. So just an encouragement to the community. Like we're talking about CMA and CTA. That's the pinnacle. That's where you want to get to that. Look off in the five year distance and say, man, I really want to climb that mount that mountain and I'm going to get there, but it's going to take some endurance and some training. We'll get in the weeds and start learning. Right. And just know that it's not while there is a vast platform of capabilities, it's really as simple as you can go solve some really cool things like help Ukrainians talk to US sponsors and gain citizenship in the process hopefully that's the goal um just by making that connection right we said yes we built it and it's done it's on the platform you can do it and so i just encourage like at any level that you're at whether you're just the ultimate service now geek and fanboy like us or girl um or you're brand new to it and it's a whole new world there's so many areas to get plugged in and i will make myself available on linkedin you can find me on linkedin jeremy duncan and connect and we'll talk i'll talk to you just like give you the same amount of time that i've given many other people so
0: yeah that's that's brilliant that's really good i think i'm just a little bit reticent of time and keeping you too long as well um I think that's I think that's a fantastic conversation about CMA and I think we could probably talk a lot more <laughs> about it as well. Um I think we probably have worth kind of moving on to the the last couple of pieces that we have here in the sure. showcast, which is uh one, well we call it a silly question. I think it's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Um
1: Yeah, we'd we'll have to think of a better
0: name. By our yeah. We need a better name for that section, don't we? Um <laughs> uh, followed by our HZ game. Our basically our silly question um basically is so Paul McDermott's come to you and said, look, Jeremy, um, you know, we, we heard you say yes to things. <laughs> You've been given the task to come up with the new release naming uh, theme going forward. Can't choose cities. It's already been done. What do you choose? So we're going to ask this to all of our interviewees as well. So what is your new That's release That's the first time theme?
1: I've heard that question as well. Can I play? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, you
1: can if you want yeah can, if, no this is, is jeremy's this is, this is Jeremy. you can ask me next time
0: oh my How's
1: goodness that? you know i should have
3: been more prepared for this because it's <laughs> funny the funny thing is is we've all had this conversation like
2: yeah
3: where did utah come from i'll leave that you ponder on that for a minute um yeah <laughs> it man a naming convention so it's funny we for the welcome project um Someone threw out the idea, well, we should name our releases. We're, you know, we're in release one, so we're going to – and guess what? The alphabet came out. It's like, well, you know, so, <laughs> so instead of – so we did we did cities, right? So the first one was yeah. the Atlanta release. The second one was Boston. Okay,
0: yeah.
3: yeah I don't know. I, I think, um, you know, with for the soccer fans out there, maybe like soccer team names like – oh, That's a
0: good idea.
2: Homage yeah.
3: to, you know – and I think it's funny that I picked soccer because I'm not let you in a little secret. I'm not a soccer fan, uh, more baseball personally. But maybe team names, like I, of course, there'll probably be some licensing there. But maybe there's yeah. a business opportunity. So, Bill, if you're listening, maybe yes. maybe the Atlanta Braves, like or or the Chicago Cubs, maybe they uh, yeah maybe yeah. they want to be in on this. You know, I don't. Really?
0: Know. Oh, he's still in service now, Chelsea. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that.
1: What would V be? V. It was a oh, v. Ooh, um...
0: Vancouver. Whatever they are. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Not that it's a
1: V though. Hmm. V team names are right, that Google will know. There's people shouting yeah, at the shouting at the screen or shouting to themselves while they're That's right. the park. We, yeah. If, if we were on like uh, some trivia
3: show, we would be the.
0: You'll have this on the A to Z as well. Don't worry, you'll you'll get stuck on something. <laughs> you go why did i think of
3: it the volcanoes is one i think that might be
1: hockey i don't know i'm such i'm so bad with sports (laughs) i'm pretty bad i like that idea though this is your domain james you failed no i know know,
0: i'm I'm such a football fan not soccer fan i'm a football fan
1: (laughs) (laughs) now wait a
3: minute Um, football or football (laughs) which one football mate (laughs) the only one
0: (laughs) that's it that's it not not the curveball um right russ did you want to get the the a to z game ready and i've got the stopwatch ready and uh explain the rules
1: okay right so we're going to um do something a little bit different it's a uh, we call it the alphabet game i haven't thought of a better name for it but we'll go with that we if you're not watching this I'll, i'll explain um you what's on screen so we've got the letters of the alphabet so at the moment we've got a i'll press a button it'll be b and i don't have to tell you how the alphabet goes however for each letter that pops up you jeremy need to think of something that's related to service now that begins with that letter and the catch is you're not allowed to just list the versions that'd be too easy you can't go aspen yeah. berlin calgary that's we've, no, we've taken that off okay
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you And again, I make the rules up as I go along because I can't remember. But <laughs> you can skip. If you skip, you incur, I think it's a 10-second penalty. 10-second penalty. 10-second yeah. penalty. Ooh. So you can sit there on B for as long as possible, as long as you want, or you can just skip and go 10 seconds and, and we add it up at the, the end. Oh, the God. winner is, there's no winner because there's no competition. It's just a bit of fun. <laughs> We're all
0: losers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is there any questions?
3: No, no questions. I'm just scared right. now. <laughs> like stop the
1: jump. Right. Too. <laughs> I will be honest with you. I, I already know what A some... is. I mean, A, I'm glad you've left that up on the screen. I'm good. Well, well, I will be playing dramatic music on this when I edit it. So it'll sound more dramatic than it actually is. Right. And James and I, I did wait. this at Christmas um, last year. Oh, we did so really rubbish. bad. So... <laughs> so don't be worried. <laughs>
0: The the bar's quite low here, Jeremy. Definitely. Okay. Right. (laughs) Let's do it. it.
3: This is the Guinness Book of World Records. What number do I have to beat here?
0: I think. Well, we did it with Jace Benson. Unfortunately, we lost the recording for that, but he did it in six minutes thirty.
1: Okay. I can't believe. Have you been through the archives and got that number? Yes. Oh my god.
0: You like (laughs) it, don't you?
1: This is how it goes, Jeremy. This is what happens. James prepares for everything. Um, I come unprepared, James. Someone has to, to be notes. Notes. There has to be a prepared <laughs> banana in the bunch. Yeah. So. It's him.
0: <laughs> Failed to prepare, prepared to fail. Right. I'm ready. Give us a countdown, then. All right. I'll do the countdown. Three, two, one.
3: Stop. Okay. Artificial intelligence, app engine. We I could, I could keep going okay, with okay. that. Okay. okay. B.
1: Oh, B. Business rule. Yes. Good. Client C. script. C.
0: Yeah, the nerdier the better.
1: <laughs> you get extra points for nerd. Oh,
3: D. Golly. Uh, uh, I'm going to put my field service management hat on dynamic scheduling.
0: Yeah, nice. nice. Yeah.
3: Edge encryption.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. F, uh, you, you could have had domain separation before. Oh, that would have been a, been a bigger vomit in my mouth.
0: You take up seconds.
3: Oh, goodness. Uh, oh. I just said it. Field service man. Oh, I'm gonna yeah, slow yes. designer. Yep. There, there you go. Uh guided forms. Or guided okay. setup.
1: There we go. Yeah. Um, and I will say you get you get multiple bonus points if you mention something that's coming up in Vancouver that hasn't yet been released.
3: Oh man. <laughs> I needed a heads up on that. <laughs> uh, let's do let's do um Oh, my favorite! Oh, my favorite acronym, acronym! I love asset management. I love hardware and software asset management, okay. but I hate the acronym Ham and Sam. Okay, <laughs> yeah. let's just go ahead and yeah. throw it um, out he there. It means,
0: means it a right. little bit, doesn't it?
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, Integration Hub. This is a nice. friend of Flow Designer. There we go. Jay-Z. I can't say Jakarta here. Come on, Jay's hard. Nope. You can go uh, old no, school no, though. No. You can go old school.
0: J Jay. There's a good one in the um,
3: jelly. Come on, jelly, jelly yeah, man! There you so go. Don't oh. uh, uh, happen. Uh, I totally want to say Kingston, <laughs> but I can't do that. Knowledge base. Yep. Come on, that's easy. Yep. Uh, learning. So part of our employees. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, right. Software suite. Okay. M M M. Metrics base. Uh, metric yep. base or
1: mobile okay. agent. Yeah. Nice. You are not getting points for saying two, by the way. Just 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 throw that out. <laughs> you sure yeah, I, I want you to rethink that. Now. Service now. Now mobile. Now.
0: Now mobile. Okay. Orchestration. Orchestration. Okay, nice. Rolling so, these uh, off. You're you're good on oh, time. Maybe.
3: Oh, Pad, like process automation designer.
1: Here we go. Nice. Nice. I've still got to yeah, play I with am. that. I shouldn't admit that.
3: Uh query. I mean that transcends all yeah. yeah, you can you can uh, have okay. that.
1: I'll be nice.
3: Ah, uh, okay. Oh, uh, um, rules engine. Oh. Does that count? Is that uh, is rules that
1: engine? Now? Do I allow like that?
3: A bit. Hey, Chris Kolyazo, if you're watching RPA RPA Hub,
1: okay. there we go. Yep.
3: <laughs> oh, uh, ser- service portal. Like that's gotta yep. be. Yeah. Uh, T. Um, it's gonna get more difficult now. You wait. Yeah, oh, I know. I know this is where all the minutes are spent. Penalties,
0: right? penalties. Uh, oh, T,
3: but transaction. Okay, you can't have that. I'm overthinking this task. Let's start. Task. Yes, wonderful. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, you, you, <laughs> universal, on, I'm on, I'm on universal. Uh, no, how about UI Builder? Uh, yes. UI or, or yeah, Vancouver oh you said you about to have have it. the vancouver release uh okay i'll i'll this is a throwback to my past um and vulnerability response or vendor risk you pick yeah part of the risk
1: okay you're doing well how's you doing for time very well was that your phone again that's my phone again right the, at the we door. need to have words. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um
3: you know okay so i'm this I, I have to think of story like there's there's some logic to where i get here so w takes me back to covid um where we focused on safe workplace apps um which yes, i think yep. have now become our workplace uh yeah. service delivery or something like that so yeah is that is that do, we'll do you that. know
1: what yeah. we'll, we'll we'll i'll even take 10 seconds off the total time just for oh, a good story because of my storytelling. <laughs> <X. laughs>
3: i already have one for z so i'm already there but oh what is x oh my gosh jace what did you do jace if you're <laughs> in my head what would you do with you?
1: x i can't even remember what we had
0: they said something stupid like the naming convention for a custom app. Oh something. no, there's that, there's that,
1: there's that
3: certificate <laughs> oh, no, thing, isn't Oh no, I got it. it. X, I got it. Oh, yeah. Every scoped application starts with x yeah. underscore
1: your app. Yeah, right, go on, we'll, we'll give you that. I think we, I think we've had that before. I think we'll get, we'll go I'll for have, it. Oh, so like I've got it. to
3: do ones that nobody's done. Okay. Oh no, 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 no. no, no. no okay. You go for it. it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Could be a new rule though. Actually, I like that.
3: That yeah. would, hey, that would make this exponentially harder. <laughs> Why? 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 That
1: Why? Right, this is the one that I don't believe anyone has ever got. I think oh. I'm going to give you minus 20 seconds if you get this. this is so hard, In man. fact, it's Friday. Minus 30 seconds. Let's go crazy. Or you can pass. No, we're not, no we're not going to pass this. <laughs> Right. Go I'm going to go ahead
3: now. and say <laughs> Z loop for Z so you can mark that down but um <laughs> why
1: my turn to cook the dinner tonight by the way just, just letting you know <laughs> All right, tell me,
3: tell me the rules one more time it's got to be a service now feature capability something service now related right something it's got to be related
0: to service now that's it and you're already on six minutes just to pre-warn you if you want to do,
1: do you know what I've just thought actually there's something that you said throughout the whole of the conversation yeah. you've repeated it multiple, multiple times, which I think <laughs> I'll allow. Him.
0: Oh,
1: okay. Refresh. I can't my, think what it is. Refresh my memory. I, 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 and it was a key message at Knowledge. James and I never went to Mont. Yes. But it was,
2: yes. we we'll go yes. with that. Yes.
1: <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Hey, Z Boot. Z Boot.
0: We're done. Daniel, stop the Dan, clock. Dan, hey, Dan, hey. Dan. For some
3: bonus points, can I tell you where Z Boot originated? Do you know?
0: Uh,
1: I don't I know. Don't know. Okay. You can have 10 seconds for a, for another good story. All right, you
3: give me 10 seconds. Okay. So, it used to be at the top of the list so when you logged into high support and you logged in and you went to the common things that you would do in your instance, it was ah. at the, it was called something different and so in order to make sure that people didn't accidentally start the z-boot, of course you had to confirm, but if yep. how many times do you just go click yes, that's what yep. yeah, I want yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. So, they Z boot is the Z boot, the Z boot the is on the list. Of the list now. Wow. wow. Nice.
0: Yeah. So that's
1: going to be uh, a question well, on a quiz if I ever do one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I ever do.
0: Definitely. Oh, All right. yeah. Well done. So, that was uh, six minutes 42, by the way. No skips. Um, there might be some time taken off for good stories. <laughs> <laughs> good, <laughs> good behavior. Rule. That seems to be a new rule. That's OK. I would take
3: second place to Jace, but, you know, first place is always fun. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> cool. Excellent. Um, right, I think we've, we've, we're have we kind of out of time um, I guess that leaves us to just kind of say Thank you uh, Jeremy so much For for yeah. coming on and, and joining us It's been really fun as well yeah. um, Really good stuff Learning for, for everybody and the people Watching this and listening to this uh, back uh, So yeah, thank you so much for your time And, and
1: uh, coming on and joining us Okay, thank so you. it just remains us to say Let's see if Jeremy gets this Let's one Or do it's do a complete this. car crash Are you ready? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. All right. Just remains to say, I've been Russ. I've been James. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Service Ducks. (laughs) Well done. You got there. (laughs) Perfect. We've done that before. Everyone usually talks over each other. (laughs) It just doesn't go well.